A quick message from Gabriel Rovira. I'm coming to you live from my apartment in La Habana, Cuba. I want you to all have an epic, epic time listening to our show. And I want to thank you all for coming and tuning in every week for Movie Talk Better. Welcome back to Movie Talk Therapy. I'm your host, Gabriel Rovira. This is episode three. I'm joined again by Sam Murado, who came back to be an awesome uh, co-host. And today we're joined by Radic, who's a friend of mine who's worked on a lot of sets. Uh, specifically one that we want to talk about, he worked on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the Holiday Special. And I could really only say much about the Holiday Special because Guardians 3 hasn't come out yet. So. We don't want to give away spoilers. We can't. We can't talk spoilers. Uh, we can talk about certain little little things, right? Just the experience. Just general experience. Just the experience. You can talk about the holiday special because that's out. Yeah, you can ask so questions we can, about we can talk about that. that. But before we get into your crazy experience, what's your favorite movie? So that is a tough question because it. I mean, there's too many. Well, there's, a lot of there's so says. many of them out there, and they're so different. But I would say that. When it comes to like for my time, from our time, my favorite movie I, I think would have to be Interstellar. Mm-hmm. There's just something about that film that ideally like any film that makes you think, like walk out of it and trying to apply some part of it to your own life, you know, with Interstellar it was, um, it just makes you think bigger than yourself. It makes you feel mm-hmm. like we are very small. We're very it's sm- immersive. Exactly. It's a very immersive movie. Yeah, so I, I really, I don't know, I felt something in that film and, and I we, enjoyed it. And I love anything space, anything NASA. Matthew McConaughey, I think, is a great actor. <sighs> Jessica Chastain, like just oh Anne Hathaway. So good. And we could just keep going. So good, but, so good. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that film. We shared that favorite movie Sci-fi for a while. Sci-fi as well. Because mm-hmm. I saw that movie five times in theaters. So. The music. Exactly. The, mu- the music. Oh. Ha- so Hans Zimmer. Hans yeah. Zimmer. <laughs> so Stay has been like my sleep playlist like since. So mm. for whatever reason, it just calms me. It just bring- brings me into this weird like, I don't know. This- I had an interstellar phase too. I feel you. It's the best. Every good artist has an interstellar yeah. phase, let's be yes. honest. So anyway, let's go into Guardians. So what I want to do first is I want to talk about like the story. Like, Tell me the story of how it happened and how you felt the moment you got the call. Like, Tell us the story of how it all, what you were doing before and how the transition from your life before to your life on Marvel. Like what was the difference? So my life before but still working. Yeah, still okay. working in the film industry, but the transition and the difference between. So it was a very drastic change because I was, um, so I, it was after or during like Everybody coming back from COVID. It was mm. 2021, so I was still trying to live in this world of, you know, the film industry in 2020 was like everything shut down, and we had to figure out like people had to get regular jobs, you know, until yeah. we were trying to wait and see what was going to happen. Um, and I had started. I was working again, and I started. Uh, it was a three-month reality show shoot. Nothing crazy. It was kind of like I don't even know who we were filming for, whatever. Um, I think it was for like VH1, um, and so a couple months earlier, in the summer, there's a movie called Do Revenge. It's like a Netflix film. Uh, it had some pretty big like teen uh, actors like Camila Mendez, Maya Hawke, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Uh, so like all these you know uh, artists that I guess they come from like the Netflix world or, or like Riverdale or whatever uh, they filmed the majority of this film in Atlanta so the whole crew had come down to Miami for a week to film 
which is where I got hired just to work that one week. Mm. Um, but I got to meet these people and the crew was very um, welcoming and uh, I made friends with these people. So after working on this film, uh, somebody had gotten hired on Marvel, on, on Guardians of the Galaxy and posted on Facebook like a status update, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Just, you know, I'm, I'm working on this Marvel film. I can't really talk much about it. So I just like congratulated her and I was like, oh, congrats, you know, whatever. I, I wish, like, it's yeah. my dream to, to work on that, whatever. Simple comment, I didn't expect anything of it. And then she uh, actually like messaged me after she was like, oh, you know, they're actually looking to hire. And I remember you had mentioned you are trying to head to Atlanta because I, I want to work in the feature film side of the industry versus like in Miami, it's mostly TV yeah. and commercials and music videos. And yeah, lots of music videos. A lot of music videos. And, Too many. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, but like the films, they never really, like they'll shoot for a week to do like B-roll or like any any small scenes that they need, like like the exterior you know, of the location if the film is supposed to be taking place like in Miami or something. Mm -hmm. And the majority will shoot either in LA or New York or wherever, Atlanta. So, um, so I've always wanted to, to branch out and leave and find that opportunity and, and yeah, so. Um, so she had me send her my resume and I sent it out. She gave it to her, you know, higher ups and I heard nothing back for like a little over a month so I thought okay she's already working on it I already know that she's there so it's nothing's going on whatever I guess I didn't get it I'm working on this reality show you know whatever and finally I get a random call and and they were like uh, hi is this Radic you know Novo and I was like yeah this is him you know who is this and uh, they're like oh I'm working on Hot Christmas um, we would like to see if you would like to schedule like an interview, a Zoom interview. To, and that's the code name, right? Yes, so Hot Christmas is the working yeah. title of Guardians, and they've kept it for all three films. So since the first Guardians movie, Hot Christmas is the, is like the really? fake name. Really? Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't remember. It sounded kind of familiar, uh -huh. but I was like, that's so, so cool. at first I was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's in Atlanta. I was like, whatever. And I was like, when will he need me? And they're like, oh, in about like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And or like sooner the better if you can. And I was like, okay, give me more information, whatever. I'd love to talk, you know, more about it and schedule an interview or whatever. Um, so I continued on with the workday, whatever. Went home, and then within like the next couple of days of going back and forth in emails, I finally like I googled it just to see what it was again, and then it came out Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, wait, okay, this is that. So I, I uh, definitely I called back and I was like, yes, I'm interested you know, blah, 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 I did the Zoom interview, seemed to work really well, they, they called me right after and said, listen, we really want you to come, but like, can you come like next week to start? <sighs> so I was like, I have never left Miami, I was born and raised, local, and now I'm having to figure out to get to this city of Atlanta, which I've never been before, and I don't know anybody there. And how long were they gonna have you there for? So they had told me, this was, like mid-October, so I was gonna be arriving like by the back end of October, uh -huh. and they said it was gonna last till probably February. So, four oh. months. Oh, okay. Long time. So that, that's a decent chunk of time. You yeah. have to like establish like a little like base zone, home life a little bit. Exactly, so I, I had to essentially figure out how I'm gonna Move. do this in a week. Yeah. So luckily, I was very lucky that I have uh, an aunt that she has a couple homes, one in Miami and, and she has an extra one in, or had, an, had one in Atlanta, that was able to let me move in 
I called her last minute and awesome. said, listen, you know, I know you have a house here. Is there any chance that I'd be able to stay for these few months? And she let me, so I was, I, that was the easiest part. I had a place to land, you know, within the week. And um, so essentially I got there and, and you know, I, uh, nothing and within the next couple of days with literally a week after I was already like starting working on so this tell us about the set. honeymoon the honeymoon phase like when you first walked into the Marvel set and you saw everything you saw the sets and you saw the, the people and the people how did you feel like were you nervous it, were you scared were you excited were you I was pumped? definitely nervous coming well so the day before there they also called me so they told me okay so you're gonna be a set PA that's what I've been doing since 2017. Okay. So I had I'd already been a PA. I already knew what that was. I knew this was like the biggest set I was going to be on. I had been on bigger thing or not bigger than this, but big sets before. I just didn't, you know, every time you start a new job, it's, you know, brand new people. This is yeah. like, I'm, I've never been to this place. I don't right. know one person. I'm the new guy. And they also don't tell you a lot about what you're going to be doing. Exactly. You time. figure it out as you go. So yeah. this was... So it, it was like a culture shock type thing, and, and you know, it was out of my bubble that I've always been in, so it was definitely, aside from even just being on this new project and, and being nervous about being a Marvel on this thing yeah. that I, you know, don't know how, how it is, um, yeah, the transition was a little, you know, nerve-wracking. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so I got the call uh, the, the day before. They called me again, and they said, listen, we actually decided you're going to be or, or you're gonna be the the key PA. So what a key is is there's like the the AD team, which mm. is like the first the first assistant director, which goes works directly with the director. He'll have depending on how big of a set, um, he'll have like second ADs which are under him. It's like a, and then from him goes like the key PA, which is in charge of all the other PAs. Okay. So it's like yeah. So that's how it kind of works. So I was gonna be a key, meaning the other PAs the under me, yeah. beatboxing kind of them. It's like being like a manager. Managing, I'd be like a manager. Um, so that made me nervous because I'm like, wait. Had you ever done that before on a set? I had been a key on a few sets, but like they were like three, four days long, like nothing crazy. Okay. And if it's not a commercial, months. it's not, <laughs> yeah, not four months. And a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you know, I had to bring my A game and be as perfect, you know, per whatever. Um, come to me showing up, I realized that I wasn't a set PA or key set PA, whatever. I was a key health and safety monitor, which is this department after COVID uh, happened, which basically they their job is to like make sure that everybody is following like all the ordinances mm. of COVID, wearing your mask when you're within five feet of uh, like uh, talent, anybody uh, important that you have also on top of your mask, like a goggle or like a face shield. Interesting. Gloves, like it. Yeah, they take it, they take it, they were definitely taking it very seriously. I don't know if they're still doing that. So with Disney, anything under the Disney umbrella, they're still taking it very seriously. Yeah. It, it's still being treated like, you know, very harshly. They don't want anybody to get sick. Yeah. Um, I'm, I chose my battles. So mm. if, usually talent didn't really, if anything, they had a face shield. They didn't wear masks because, um, what their makeup their makeup yeah so they can't smudge the makeup especially right. if they're like in between takes and stuff yeah. you you constantly especially some of them have the full yeah the so they have nebula yeah, yeah 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 exactly so nebula especially like with the prosthetics and everything um we help them 
So there's something called a Z shield. So it's something that connects to your to your neck. It claps on, mm. and then it's like a thing that you could pull up and down. Okay, cool. So she would have that up when she has people around her and uh, in between takes. Um, in the very beginning, and it was always changing. Every single few weeks, the rules would change on how things were being, you know, done. Mm. Um, so like in the first month, I was like personally handling handing each one of them their masks mm. and stuff and they had their own bags and you know nebula because she had uh the prosthetics all over her necks too i had to put it on her yeah so uh the talent was very nice they were they were all great nice. you know people That's very good. professional and it was um it was a pleasant surprise because usually like you know anybody on that level you don't know how they're gonna be especially yeah. if you've never you know met them and um or if they're having a rough day you never know yeah exactly so you you, you never know how, how it can can be but um um, in terms of like talent and, and the actors, like, did you, obviously you didn't like make friends with them, but did you, when you were on set, was there like an energy that you felt like one of these guys is somebody I could get along with? Like, for example, Chris Pratt, like, how is he on set? What's his energy like? So you always want to keep everything professional. You don't right. want to, of course. I mean, they, they do have, I mean, they're, they're, everybody's there to work. So you don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. try to get in their space. You don't want to yeah, bother yeah. them. You know, they're going through so much as it is, and especially anybody with prosthetics, they're there like three or four Oof. in the morning, mm -hmm. putting on makeup for four or five hours, and then doing like a eight to 10 hour date. So everybody is, you know, you just, you know, keep it chill. But like Chris Pratt, he is, I don't know if you've watched Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and I love that show. He's literally Andy, like he's the same uh. guy. Which was like at first I was like, is he just doing an act like all a day? Bit, all day, bit, yeah. Like, or is this actually him? But no, he he's always goofy. He's always singing. To I, I had to constantly, as tough as certain aspects of it could be, I have to constantly remember like I'm on a, on the biggest set in the world. Yeah. It was the biggest at that time, the biggest budgeted film currently being made in the world. Yeah. In that moment, and then we also broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the most prosthetic makeup uh, applied to like on a film set oh, which so cool. the dr seuss movie live action was the one that had that record prior cat and hat no doctor, oh uh, sorry um, not, uh uh the grinch the, Soul the grinch oh the grinch. grinch the grinch yeah yeah, yeah. jim carrey jim carrey yeah movie. so funny so oh, yeah. what an experience man it's amazing yeah, that's yeah. so great but um do you feel like you um learned a lot that you're going to be able to take with you now in your next experience like having, um, I guess, managed so many people, do you feel like you're more confident now? Like, how do you think that that's impacted you going forward? Yeah, I feel like um, now that I was able, well, so the four months ended up, so we were supposed to wrap in February, we ended up wrapping uh, the end of the first week of May. So, so from February to, yeah, like an extra, it was. Well, because you also did the holiday special, so it was an add-on. We did it simultaneously, like, right. to, like a couple days would oh. be one, the next day would be the other. But yeah, it ended up being, in total, it was about eight months. Mm. So it was like double, maybe I'm doing the math very wrong, but it was, but it yeah, was yeah, yeah. Eight, about eight months that we were actually It was there. longer than expected. Much longer than expected. Um, now that I, and after that I, I knew, I, I just had to go back, I wanted to go back home, just to get back in my, my rhythm and see you know my family and my friends again. Um, but uh, now that I've already been there, I've you know, been around that, environment i kind of already know what to expect coming back so I'll, I'll be leaving around february that's the plan to go back and and i'll be staying there and 
Yeah, I was gonna ask, what's your plan? Like, do you want to you 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 have the in for Marvel? You know all the people, so you feel that you feel confident that you'll go back to another Marvel project and whatever's next. Yes, hundred percent. So, the I do like the Marvel environment, um, and and especially if it's a project that because I'm still a MCU fan. So if I hear anything, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely fan. take that opportunity. He's got the toys, but I don't want to be only like in the Marvel, the Marvel bubble. world of course. I do want mm -hmm. to branch out and, and and explore other aspects. I would love to be on an A twenty four film. Mm. Right. Like that would be the probably the coolest thing to work on. I think um, if there's one person I know who deserves to work on a Marvel set it's you because you definitely are a big fan. You know a lot about Marvel, a lot more than I do. Uh, you go to all the premieres and now you know I mean you're you're you know, a few degrees of separation with James Gunn, you know. So yeah, so James Gunn is another, like, side story, aside yes, from being... I was going to ask about that, because yeah. you do have a story that you told me about how you DM'd him a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> so when I first started being a PA, uh -huh. I think it was, like, in early 2018, uh, I had sent, like, just for the hell of it, like, he's not going to read it, nobody's going to read it, but might as well. I did it for him, and I think the Russo brothers and uh, somebody else. Um, but I messaged him, and I said, listen, you know, I'm a... I just wanted to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Radic. I uh, I just started being a PA, and my dream is to work on uh, whether it be Marvel or any type of set. I'm a huge fan of your work. I would love to to work on something and have it, anything that's available. I would take or whatever. Mm. Like just sent the the thing and gave him like my email, my number, yeah, yeah. like just everything. As if he would be the one that even hires anybody, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, so but yeah, I shot my shot. Shoot, I shot the. You shot, shot the my shot. shot, shot the shot. <laughs> you did the thing. I did the thing. I, I sent it over into that. What? So at that point, it was like four years ago at the time. And then uh, obviously never read it. Never, mm. you know, everybody messages this time every single day. Um, but then to end up somehow on this set, it's like I, I threw it out in the universe and, right. and somehow yeah, something listened. Somebody it answered. And it somebody put me answered. in that spot. And yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and it put me there in the, in the same room. And I got to watch this man work for eight months and do his job as a fan, but also like, you know, as a coworker and and ex experience that, that was a cool, That's you know, so surreal. Thing. So awesome. And like to, to make my version of, or my story like a little unique to me at least, or special is like, you could say like Steven Spielberg, like he's my favorite director and then you already know all the movies and, and you know, whatever. But like to, I had already been a fan of James's like, work that he had already done not knowing that he had directed or written the stuff so like the live-action Scooby-Doo movies mm. I remember in kindergarten we went to we all did a I think it was like my first field trip to see the movie the second film or maybe it was the first one I don't remember in the movie theater mm. so it was like the coolest thing I saw recently it still holds up it still holds <laughs> up I just rewatched them on Netflix um but yeah, I think I've only seen the first one. I didn't even know there was more than one. There's a second one, Monsters yeah. Unleashed. Monsters Unleashed, which is great. One. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna check I still it think out. It's great. Netflix, the spooky, yeah. Okay, all right. I think it's on, I saw it on HBO Max or something. Or maybe yeah. yeah. Well, just, I'll find I'll find it on one of those. Yeah, yeah, on something. But um, but yeah, my like my older cousins are he's like that their family is super obsessed with Scooby Doo, whether mm. it be the cartoon or whatever. So it was something that we had you know bonded on and. The live yeah, so the live action. He actually had written that. That was like his first, I think, like, f like feature film that he was able to write, 
which opened up the door because of the success for him to start directing and, and doing his own stuff. Wow. So I didn't find out until like a few years ago on the 15th anniversary when he posted about it and I was like, wait, he, he made he that? Did that? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that was like one of the things. And then like the other moment was when I was like nine or 10, I remember my stepdad was in the living room watching this scary movie that I just like walked in on, on him watching it and I was like, like intrigued by it. It was one of the first like few times that I had seen like any sort of like horror film and mm. it was this movie called Slither. And it's kind of intense, like the the stuff that it's it's almost like the thing, like it's inspired right. by the thing, like in, in the sense of like it's very gruesome and like very intense, and especially for like a ten year old to yeah. walk in <laughs> on this rated R movie that you're not supposed to watch. But something kind of like drew like attention, and I and I was like un behind the couch, just like secretly watching the movie, and. For whatever reason, it, I just loved it, and then I think that kind of opened my mind to loving horror films and you know things of that nature. And like A twenty four is like Midsummer, Hereditary, mm. like any. Um, but yeah, so it ended up being one of his films that he directed, and I also didn't find that out until like a couple years ago too. That's awesome. Yeah, so you just naturally gravitated, naturally gravitated to his, to his, his art. Yeah. Yeah. I really like his Suicide Squad movie. I thought it was yeah, that phenomenal. yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Because of all that, it's like it like reinforced like yeah. okay, I am an actual fan of, of his work. Yeah, you know, not just to say like a bandwagon fan, like oh, I just yeah. love all his things, you know. But um, you're a fan of his like his visions, his artistry. Yeah, his... whatever it is that makes his work, because you could you could tell he has a vibe. He has a, yeah, it's different. yeah, he has a very specific vibe. It reminds me a little bit of Quentin Tarantino, but like a comic book for like more of like a, a studio held version. Mm -hmm. of, like they, they all, yeah, like they all have their own yeah. thing that makes them them. Yeah. Steven Spielberg as well has his mm -hmm. own specific. Spielberg has that like magic childhood feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that was like the icing on on top to be able to work with this man. Yeah. How was the day to day like? The it was what was your schedule like on the set? It was Monday. Was it Monday to Friday? You had weekends, which is a lot better than a lot of other sets, right? Well, the majority of the film industry shoots really realistically like Monday through Friday. Right. Sometimes, and then a lot of the times they're trying to not do this so often, but they'll do what they what you call a Friday, which kind of like a Friday. Friday, day, <laughs> which is like you work on a Friday, but you work into like, a Saturday morning. Into a Saturday morning. Wow. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. So it could be if you work like a fifteen or sixteen hour day. Oh and you Get home Saturday yeah, at intense. ten eleven a.m. Yeah you're gonna sleep the rest of the day, and yeah. then you have Sunday to kind of, that one day off Sunday, but then to if recuperate. you have a 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. call on a Monday. So yeah, it was. it's yeah. tough. It's definitely tough, like the hours, that's one of the things that intimidates me about um, about that line of work, yeah. is just the hours and the days. It, yeah. But um, I remember you telling me that they were a little better than some sets that will, because they gave you weekends. So, as, so, so it was Monday through Friday, um, and I mean, Yahtzee is like this big, uh, union yeah. like for crew and yeah. things mm -hmm. like that so they um, throughout this time were like going on strike and, yeah. and having all these and petitions that was a and big stuff influence on that. so it influenced them to yeah. kind of change the way that they're you know because a lot of people they are getting two three hours of sleep and yeah and, and they'll you'll finish a day a 15 16 hour day and the next day the turnaround time would be maybe like four or five hours and that includes you driving home from work yeah. You've settling got to down, eat, showering, shower, eat, go to bed funny. for the next hour, and then if you've got back. kids, who knows what their life routine is? Who knows what they got to do? Yeah, so it's like a whole, you know, 
so and a lot of people are getting to accidents and stuff because they're falling asleep on the road and it's just a, it, it's yeah. a very dangerous environment to be in so they're trying to you know make it fair and and so with with these sets there were 10 10 hour days so the majority of the crew would work 10 hours but if you're like a pa or something it would still be like a 12. yeah so if your call time or the general crew call was 10 in the morning which is actually it's normally like seven or something our call would be like six mm. and then if they wrap at 5 p.m we we'd leave around six so it, it would be in you know the majority was about a 12 hour day which is standard for you know the the industry and you felt that this since it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily PA it was it was health and safety it felt like less of a workload because you were mostly just making sure things were all right rather so than having to move stuff and health and safety was interesting because you so the the PAs are are focusing on on you know the actual set stuff that any anything that needs anybody needs assistance or whatever mm-hmm. any hands on whether it be building tents or you know whatever's going on or helping like making sure that people are quiet while they're rolling and you know, working the bell, which is like when you're inside a studio, you you uh, announce like it just lets everyone know when you're rolling or, or when you're cut. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that PAs do, but um, so as a health and safety monitor, we didn't do that. We, our kind of thing was just monitoring people, watching mm-hmm. people. So you had either the the crew would see us either in either two ways that we're doing too much or we're doing too little. So. Yeah, it was, a, it was a unique experience. I, I do plan on when I return to not really do that department. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my in, and and um, I did join the union for uh, the local 479 in Atlanta, so that union is a little different in the sense of it has, uh, there's multiple departments you could join within it. Usually, okay. like, in Florida, it's more like there's a union for each department. In this one, you could be with like either a gripper and electric or anything in art department, which is like the props or um, set deck. Or oh, within that same within union. The, yeah, okay. within the same union. So if I ever get an opportunity to join a, pro- a union project, um, I could do any of those positions. That's awesome. That opens up a lot more opportunities. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah, great. Yeah, of course. And um, so... So yeah. what's your, your like main goal? Like what's the dream? What's your dream position? I'm still trying to figure that out. Every yeah, it changes a lot. It changes so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first got in, I mean, since I was a child and I watched like Spy Kids, you know, like the first one, <laughs> and, and even like Barney, like I remember watching TV and 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 always like as a four or five year old, like wondering like how are those kids in there? Like how are they yeah. on the screen? <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. And I and I feel like no, like not many people around me really thought that yeah. part. They just watch it as entertainment. So I feel like I've always wanted to be an actor, and that's something that I've wanted to, to do, but I was always like a shy kid, and and not knowing anybody in that realm or anything, like, you know, that just, I guess, didn't happen, and I didn't yeah. really know how to get into it. And, you know, I'm from Miami, maybe if I grew up in L.A. or something, I like, think it would about have been that a much time. different environment, yeah. I would have found a way or something, but... Um, but I don't know, this year I think I'm gonna start taking, you know, acting courses or something, and see, you know, what, Maybe an improv oh, class. Try to ex- explore. I was nice. a thespian. I, I was I was in the theater, you know, program for the four years of my high school. We got an actress here. She can be your. I mentor. know for real. I was just saying. Mentor. I was just about to say, like, well, now you have a connection. Now you know yeah, an actor. I, I don't know I, I how do have good to, of a connection I will be, but at least no, now you know one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you need a scene partner. She's really good at it. So. 
yeah, whatever yeah. you need. I have to I have to really throw myself out there and, and try to get out of my, my comfort zone. Yeah. Because right now I'm too comfortable not doing anything and just letting things happen. But um, when I'm, I, I would say like my, my biggest fear would be like the auditioning process, getting in the room and everybody's judging you. And, yeah. You know, That's the scary yeah. part. Yeah. That's the part I'm scared of. Yeah. But once I'm on a set, like I'll be on a set as a PA or anything. And sometimes I have you stand in for, for the, like whoever is supposed to be there. So you're in front of the camera and everything, um, but like I, I feel like I'm I'm comfortable in that space. Once mm. I'm there, I'm fine. It's yeah. just the, the like I don't mind people watching. It's the getting in the room and they're judging you to see if yeah. you're good enough. That part is what. Well, you see, me. so okay, so what I'll say if I can, if I can, give oh, a yeah, little, of my little actor advice <laughs> is, um, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard this before from like I've got, I'm stealing this from famous actors who have said it. So That's it's not how you learn. Everybody it's not my brain. Everybody <laughs> learns from each other. Um, other people have definitely said this. Other wise minds, but you you have to think of the audition process completely different. You have to change your mindset on it. And I had a I had an acting teacher tell me once that. An audition you should be grateful for an audition because it's an opportunity to act mm. like oh yes I get a chance to act today I get a chance to create something I get a chance to like be an artist for five seconds like who cares if they like it yeah who cares if they like pick you who cares if you're doing it right who cares if any of that it's the audition really is more of like um, it's a chance to, to it's, try. it's just it's a playground yeah. yeah it's a playground and and um, this last I just worked on my first film that I ever did ever and I really do think that a huge reason of why I got, at least I feel this way, of why I got the role is my self-tape. It was the first time I'd ever done a self-tape with that mentality. I really felt, I got the script, I looked at it and I was like, how lucky am I, man? These people gave me an opportunity to read their work and give them my impression and my interpretation of it. Like that's kind of vulnerable yeah. of them no, it is. to yeah. like be passing out their writing to multiple different actresses and testing out like what is their brain now going to come up with for my writing. So I was like, wow, thank you. Thank you. Like you're kind of lucky really, now I get a chance to perform really for you. So like, <laughs> you know, and then, and then you have to like be proud of what, of what you're doing and have fun with it. It's a playground. Auditions are a playground. So you play and yeah. then you're like, Thank you guys. Thank you for letting me play for a bit. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then you forget about and it. And then you, you throw it away. <laughs> and then you throw it away and you, you leave go. the yeah. playground. And you're like, man, I'm going to come to the playground again tomorrow. A different audition, yeah. a different group of people, you know, different kids, different imaginations, different stories. But you have to think about it that way. And then also be like, man, they were lucky they got to see that. Because nobody's ever going to see that again. Because yeah. an audition's fleeting. It's like theater almost, you yeah. know. If you don't get the part, nobody's ever going to see that performance again. So you're like... Even if they hate it, you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> it is your chance to actually show like what you can do. What you can do, what you yeah. would do. And um, I, the actor that I worked with on this film I just did, oh my God, he was so intelligent. He taught me so much. He had so much good insight. And something that he said, um, he was actually the guy who wrote the script that we worked on. Mm -hmm. And he was also a producer on the film. So we had a, he had a lot, to, a lot to teach to teach me but something that he told me too he was like um this is your chance like on this film everybody here is learning everybody here is creating but this is your chance to be an artist like do what you would do if you were yeah. creating this character because yeah. you are and essentially if it's something like if it's not meant for you then then it wouldn't be like, yeah just it's not, not, not just that but it's also a chance for you to kind of figure out what you're good at too because like yeah. if, you, if yeah. you bomb if you bomb in a in a in a 
in an audition, you can always just be like, okay, I'm not good at that, but I can try. Yeah, well, it's not even, but it's also also not even about not being good at that. It's just that particular group of people didn't want to see that. Right. You know, like James Cameron right now with Avatar and everything I Mm -hmm. saw, I don't know if you guys have seen the interview of him talking about um, the flying scenes in the first Avatar that a bunch of people were like, um, or a bunch of the execs, I don't really know, the people, I don't know, the people that, that yell at you the for, yeah the, yeah, the bigger people, were like, were like, oh, those scenes don't need to be in the movie, they don't serve the story, the we already saw the bird. And he we yelled already, at them? Yeah, and he was like, yeah. he was like, he said something about, um, the reality is, I want to see them. And if I want to see them, there's somebody out there that wants to see them too. It stands to reason. So an audition experience, you can literally use that same mentality in audition experience. This is how I want to perform it. And if I want to perform it this way, if I find joy in this performance, somebody's going to. Whether or not it's these three people sitting in front of me, it's going to be somebody one day. Yeah. You know? So... There you go. Yeah, no, and I actually <laughs> I relate to that too as as a filmmaker who's made movies and who's gotten criticism. Like I'll see like you might not like it, but I really I liked it. And if I liked it, somebody else is gonna feel because it's way. art. So it's it's exactly. all subjective to yeah, the viewer. So yeah. you know. And, and when you think about that, there's always that, gonna be haters, and there's always gonna be people who will appreciate it. So. And I feel like a lot of actors. That's the problem: is the audition room. You forget that you're an artist. Yeah. Totally. And because they tell you, you know, an audition's kind of like an interview. No, it's not. And then when the moment you think that, you think about doing it right and you think about getting the job. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of focusing on your instead performance. Of and, on your performance. And, 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 and audition and audition, unfortunately, an audition is the job. Like you don't get paid for it, but you're already at work when you yep. go to an audition. Yeah. You know, so it's it's your chance, it's your opportunity to, to be an artist for the day and then go home and have coffee and be normal. Exactly. And if you get that callback, then... And then you get to be an artist again for and the callback. Yeah, and if you don't, then you can try again somewhere else. And then you could be an artist with some other people's work, and, and you know, that you have to... It's all about mindset. I mean, I feel like that's this world is just all about mindset anyway. But yeah. anyway, I don't know if that helps. No, 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 I, for sure. It, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, play, play, play. It's a playground, a playground. I'll see. I'm, I'm going to... Join when I get to Atlanta. I'm gonna find Definitely. you know some good classes or something. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if I should start on in improv, which is the probably the one thing the the worst thing that I'm not good at, or the I don't know how to the thing you're improv is its own improv is its own skill. That's tough because you have to be able to quickly like calculate yeah, to what to say next, feet. which is it's not memorizing so, lines. It's being, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's its own like kind of technique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just for the sake of like getting me to open up in front of mm-hmm. you know play with all these people and you know these strangers that I don't know. And, yeah. Or to just do the, the traditional acting, you know, acting whatever the the introduction. To Honestly, both of them are gonna open you up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to get in front of people. I'm gonna have to take them both anyway. So, and, so just yeah, whatever. Do, it. do them both. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where that takes me. Do a little bit of one. See if you hate it. Do a little bit of the other. Yeah. But in the meantime, well, I'm figuring that part. In out. the meantime, you can work with James Gunn more. <laughs> well, if he invites me to yeah any other thing or, or their team, yeah. that'd be great. Um, yeah, but that's a great place to be as an actor too. Mm-hmm. You, you learn so much yeah, from right. watching exactly. other. Yeah. I, I tend to. I'm be very drawn to watching you know talent you know do their scenes and stuff yeah. and, and I always try to every single day I try to take something away from from my experience I try to learn something from it um, and and even just the way that they you know because you're watching these A-list people that yeah. have already made it's always held on to Chris Pratt you know like Incredible all these big actors. people yeah um, so to see 
it, it's like a free masterclass just watching them in front of you yeah. do their scenes and run their lines and and to see it you know with without editing and all that stuff just like in its raw form and, yeah. and I think that's a really like people I'm sure would pay to be able to see that you know it's you know so I'm I'm definitely taking notes every single day that I'm on every set. That Do I'm, you think that being a part of the health and safety, you had more, I guess, like downtime to kind of be able to take in those scenes and watch that than you would have had you been a question. traditional PA? Because maybe that's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Exactly. All. So that was, yeah. So like even as any, you know, the general career PAs, whatever, there, there is a lot of downtime. So yeah. it is a 12-hour day, but you're not constantly working like a nine to five. You're, there's downtime, you go out, you get snacks or whatever. But, you know, you could be called to do actually, you know, some work and then you're not even in the room or something with, you know, an on-site monitor, we have to monitor. So mm -hmm. if I'm watching, you know, these people, I'm monitoring. So if anybody has, you know, nobody could really question you. So if yeah. I'm standing and I'm, you know, in, you know, whether we're like in the spaceship or something filming That's a crazy. scene, you know, which not A crazy crew, sentence just came right? out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like not many people, they try to kick out as many people as you can because you can't just have... The, the ship filled with crew, you got to make it look like it's just them in, in there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I have the excuse of like, I need to make sure that I'm, not, I'm health and safety, y'all. and sound while they're around them, that they're masked up and, you know, everything. So you got to let me be in this. We're in the cockpit right now. I got to be in the corner watching everybody. So you're like hiding underneath. So if yeah. we see any reflections of oh. anybody that's not supposed to be in the shot, you might see me in there. <laughs> if they did a, a really bad job at, at cutting it out, I mean, it must have been. It must. It must have been crazy to watch the whole. You know the whole movie, so no spoilers. I know the entire you know it, movie. You there. I was there from day one, from you know the few test shoots that they blooper. did. So how how out of order do they shoot? Very out of order. Like really out of order. Like so we had like, we had like 105 shoot days, and yeah. each each day was like a scene or two, and I would assume because it was just all over the place. It, it was just. But does it at least make sense that all over the place? Like, do they film like all of the like like spaceship scenes? Like no. So it's not even like organized uh, and then, and all then over the place. The, there's also the part where, like, every, like uh, every actor has a different turnaround time for what their contract. Uh, yeah, because they upon. organize their, their kind of debate their own skit. What's the word I'm looking for? They collaborate. Mm. No, the, like they negotiate. They, 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 yeah, negotiate, they negotiate their, their own, own schedule. Their own, yeah. yeah. So they're all different depending on, on what's been agreed upon. So a lot of the time we have to shoot like, and if it's a long scene too, even like let's say they're in, in, in the ship and you know mm. whatever, something's happening, it, you know, that might be something that has to be three days shot, but they can't. They did a really good job of trying to give them their time off as well. So we would go back and forth. So like on Monday, we shoot these three actors together in, in this scene. Mm. And then Tuesday, we're going to shoot the other two that weren't in that scene because they were off that previous day. And then the next day, we'll shoot them in the scene again. And then while the other people that were just there yesterday will have their day off. And then we'll go back to them. So it's kind of, you know, they strategically try to give them as much time off, you know, freedom as they can um, to... Yeah, to make it smooth and, and so it, it was all over the place, the, the process and, and I think we, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything, but like, uh, don't get it, it's, not from, it's not from, it's not from, from point to, like from the start to the finish, it's just yeah. a mix. I like figured, any, like I figured it wasn't film, like any, I just, I just, I, I, I was, I am surprised to know that they don't do like, 
I kind of thought that you know maybe all the spaceship scenes would be done like in the first I week would have or two, you, you know they have like the week all, or two yeah. that are this set you know or this set but I guess it makes more sense what you're saying because there's so many different people to schedule around and to organize it's true and, and it's also a huge movie with multiple set pieces yeah so probably gonna do yeah which makes you think about time. um like infinity war and like endgame oh, and like yeah. getting all of those people together for that like last fight scene i mean all these high that must, high, be nuts, that must have been I'm just sure a ske- whoever scheduled to, that oh they probably had to shoot some scenes separately and cgi digitally put people in there. i'm sure of it because but the fact that they were, I mean, at one point they were all in yes, the actual same yes, room. Yes. That's like, that you could, were able to get all these people. All you know, stars. it was crazy. All Whoever scheduled that needs a, a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> a coffee and a raise. <laughs> a coffee and a raise. And an Oscar. Yeah, an they Oscar. need their own Oscar. All right, so we are running short on time, but I want to thank Radic for coming and giving us these words of inspiration and these awesome stories. Uh, I want to thank Sam Thanks for having me back on. And uh, that's going to do it for Movie Talk Therapy, Episode 3. Thanks for listening. We'll be on Spotify and YouTube. Come back next week. We'll be back.